how's it going everyone so i think the the title of this podcast says it all what this one's about diving super deep is not as always so i'm diving into the astrological nature of this realm with a specific focus on exploring the nature of the stars or in other words the luminaries uh you know if you if you've got the patience to sit with this one and listen all the way through um i think you'll be rewarded in the end for that um i really promise you that uh, this one is a big one I, I think this is one of the best podcasts i've ever done and i don't say that lightly i really uncovered some really uh divine and mouth watering content in this one for sure so hope you enjoy it um if you can as always check out the one-off donation option or the patreon page the two best forms to support the podcast because it really does help and also um if you can uh and you're interested in some one-on-one personal coaching uh, i offer that them services too so enjoy this one wherever you are in the world peace out everyone here is okay so anyway i'm going to dive in sounds like it's okay sounds like it's all working for some reason the chat's not coming up so i've had to open up a new tab so i can see the live chat uh hope you're all doing well wherever you are in the world and i uh, hope you're all having a good day this one today is um <laughs> let's say one thing for sure i'm going to be diving super deep that's for sure uh, <laughs> there's going to be a lot of interesting new information brought to the table with this one there's gonna be a lot of interesting gravy um but as you can see the title of this thing um it's a it's a big heavy one as always and i wanted to talk about the astrological nature of this realm i've been uncovering a lot of interesting stuff uh, lately uh, and i also want to like talk about this topic with a specific focus on exploring you know the true nature of the stars or the luminaries so there's going to be some unbelievable gravy in this one for sure uh there's going to be a, a surmountable amount of uh gravy heavy gravy spilled all over the place with this one so if you want to uh, prepare a napkin or prepare a cup to catch the gravy then i'd suggest to do so because this is going to break some spells that's for sure um so jump on the uh, the gravy train <laughs> and uh, be prepared for some spells to be to be broken but the information that I'm going to share and present uh, is a, an alternative uh, perspective of reality and a reality that is far more of a divine order. You know, you don't have to take my word or believe it. You know, you can, you know, I'm just sharing my current level of truth as I always do. You know, I always say be skeptical, but you have to remain humble and, you know, and see as I speak about this information. And present it to you you know see what moves within you because this system of astrology or the topic of the luminaries is basically going to be speaking to and revealing your inner tendencies on how energy transmutes uh, through your physical meat body and i know that's big stuff but um it's all interlinked with um with how you interact with the, your own reality and how you operate through life and how you operate with your environment you know and the information that i'm going to share today you know is going to 
lean towards and imply that there is a bigger scope to who you are, you know, and you and we are all sitting on our own uh, source code, you know. So, as I said, I'm going to explore the topic of the luminaries, you know, in the sky, you know, which is another name for the stars. And I'm also going to be diving into the topic of the planets too, you know. And um, what I really feel like is, you know, there's a, I've spoke about this many times, but I feel like there's a there's a deeper metaphysical nature of the night sky. And that's what I want to dive into today. I also want to link this to the Axis Mundi. I also want to speak about how it links to the theory of the firmament. And also some other questions that have already come through. Um, I'm going to be attacking them too. And then obviously I'll get to other people's questions in the live chat as well. But to start this, when I'm using the term uh, luminaries to de define the stars, like the study of the stars, um, what, like the reason why I'm doing that for is because when you do truly um, explore the nature of the stars and when the stars are truly absorbed, um, when the stars are truly absorbed but when the, when the when the stars are truly observed without um the use of computer generated images from nasa like for example actual footage say for example using like a sony nikon 900 or a sony nikon 1000 you know like actual footage you know not fake fake uh, images what nasa shows us you know one thing that is completely apparent is that the stars seem to be very different you know each star has its own you know sig unique signature when it's completely observed you know it's shifting, it's pulsating. You know, NASA obviously says that that's to do with um, with atmosphere. You know, I don't believe that. Uh, I'm leaning towards that it's something else. And just a quick observation, just to quickly attack it, you know, maybe it's, I've spoke about this before on another podcast, the one I did about the firmament. But, you know, maybe it's, maybe the stars are interacting with water. That's why they look like that, you know. Uh, but I'm what I am more leaning towards, that it's a, at the heart of this, it's a more of a metaphysical nature to the to the night sky which I'm going to speak to in this one, you know. And for example, like I said before about how, you know, the images that we see from NASA, um, you know, how it's not the true reality of what's, what we see when we observe them ourselves, you know. If you zoom into a lot of these stars, you can see that a lot of these stars, you know, they're fractally uh, pulsating and they have a, like a, a luminous essence to them, you know. And I'm convinced, like I said before, they have a more of a metaphysical signature to them, you know. And I think, like I said before, if you look through... For example, a Sony uh, Nikon 900, uh, and if you type in Sony Nikon 900 on YouTube or you search on Google and you research uh, Sony Nikon 900 uh, and type in stars afterwards, you will see how um, the footage demonstrates that each star has its own kind of geometric configuration, which is constantly changing, you know. And I think what we have to do is when you analyze this topic is you have to kind of like... You know, you have to scrub our minds of all the information that NASA gives us, you know, because they want to make us think that these things that are up there are just gas and rock, you know, and simplify them down to that. And I think once you do scrub your mind, you know, it does something to you, you know, just like all higher knowledge does something to you, you know. Uh, I think the consciousness paradigm shift that comes with all this information is massive. Uh, there's a guy as well, just to mention, there's a guy, an interesting guy I've been researching lately called Mark Knight. Uh, just to give another bit of an angle before I start diving really deep. But he speaks about the word astro. And uh, he says um, how the word astro, when kind of trying to define like the stars and using the word astrology, he says the word astro is not sufficient enough because his reasoning behind it, he says the word um, illuminology is more appropriate because he says the word astro implies outside of the container of this realm. 
and where however the word luminology is more directly related to us uh, and it has like a fundamental uh, symbiosis uh, to our own souls and has a more like of an interrelationship so i just wanted to quickly mention that um because that's one of the reasons why some people use the word luminology too because they believe that sometimes the word astro means that it's it's far removed from us um but i know that obviously a lot of researchers don't don't um don't mean that when they say that but i just wanted to give another bit of an understanding of where the word luminology comes from too as well so however without being completely like without sitting here and completely being like definitive and 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 pretending that I completely know what the night sky is, you know, I'm still working through this, you know, I'm still working through my own inner mechanisms and I'm still like working on myself to try and, to try and stumble and work towards this greater truth, you know, but when, but one thing's for sure, you know, is that when we do still observe, when we do still observe the night sky, we can see the effects of these, how they do, um, how they do kind of, um, how these, how these heavenly bodies, if you want to use that word, um, mirror um things that are going on on the earth plane and there's been many investigations done into the night sky sky and reveals you know what a lot of these ancients uh, astrologers of the past claimed long ago you know that guidance is above us if you only if you've got the eyes to see you know and i think you know astrology and the movement of the luminaries you know in my opinion plays a huge uh, role uh, in understanding the nature of this realm, you know, the nature of reality and our own personal ascension, you know, and I think as I've, on my own journey, as I've started to awaken my senses, you know, I've started to to understand how there is a deeper mechanism to this place, you know, that is interwoven with astrology at the heart of it. It's linked to emotions. It's linked to many different things. But ast- astrology is the original science of the past, you know, it is the original science of the universe that has been kind of, uh, pushed aside by a more mechanistic approach to reality and if we look back and we can see that in the past it was the mother of all sciences you know um for example you know in the past if we take for example you know a lot of historical events you know the historical events of the past were the movements of the celestial bodies the move the historical events of the past were the movements of the stars even if we look at a lot of um uh, older maps for example you know they they have a much more kind of um uh, mystical um illumination and uh, uh, fundamental like um pinpoint of a of a lumen of illumination to them and what i mean by that is it's like for example if we look, look at a lot of older maps um they they give great emphasis to the stars you know like we look at a lot of conventional maps now we're always focusing on the continents you know we're never looking like outside of ourselves we're never looking to the heavens you know to the ethereal to the ethereal realms realms that are all around us and a lot of old star maps give a lot of illumination to that you know they really had it at the heart of they really amplifies the kind of the importance of the stars in in relationship to the nature of reality when they have physical maps and they do they had scriptures and physical representations especially with a lot of hieroglyphs and things like that um and even for example something i was thinking about the other day i don't know if any any of you kind of like uh come into truth with this but um when it comes to uh for example the 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 language of the stars for example um the word kind of like um a lot of there's a lot of like consciousness involved in kind of linked there's a lot of uh, language links between language and the stars and human consciousness like for example you have like um youngster uh six uh sister 
uh, gangster, uh, mobster, uh, ancestor, which is probably one of the most fundamental ones of all, um, which is interesting how how sort of language links with the with the with the kind of the consciousness of the stars too. And I think in our era right now, you know, we struggle to fully understand the meanings um, above, you know, but the symbiology still exists, you know, and it's starting to come back. And I really feel like I've said this on a few podcasts, but how I really feel like, you know, as, as you know, the consciousness on the planet starts to evolve and we start to get more developed, I really feel like, you know, that um, this like this old language is starting to, and the ability to read the sky is starting to, to kind of um, to come back again and, and invoke within us, you know. And I think, you know, people on the ground can try and dismiss this old science, you know. But, you know, actually the physical evidence that we see on the ground, you know, for example, when you see a lot of these buildings and stone circles, you know, that still have the capacity to predict the cycles and what is in the sky. You know, when you go around the world and you actually see these physical structures, with, which I've done myself on many occasions, you know, it's clear to see that, that these people believed uh, in a model of reality of the earth that is completely different to what we are being told it is. You know, yet their structures are still representative, still standing, you know, thousands of years into the future and still representative of what is in the skies, you know. You know, they knew that the stars have not changed in 24,000 years, you know. That's clearly marked within their all their calendar systems you know the same stars are still in our are still in our reality right now and i'm not saying that the the stars haven't changed at all i'm talking about the fundamentals of the stars the same stars that are turning up i'm not talking about the finer dimensions of the stars i'm not saying that they haven't changed because it's clear to see that stars have moved in different relationships and in relationship with consciousness because we can see the the physical evidence of that through the different ages the golden ages the bronze age the silver age the iron age i'm talking directly towards the stars that are turning up within our sky we can also see that the stars are rotating around us you know there's the there's loads of different studies done now where you can do time lapse studies where you can see the stars are moving around us you know uh, and we're the center of this uh, and it's interesting, there's a, there was an amazing quote that I came across and it was speaking about how um, it said that the history of this world is written in the stars and uh, and, and no man can change the stars. Well, you know, they'll probably, uh, they'll probably try and change, they'll probably try and uh, prevent us or try and change the stars if they, if they can, if uh, Elon Musk or someone gets, gets their naughty way, you know. If they can put like a car in space, you know, what are they going to do to the uh, stars? You know, what do they think they're going to start doing at the stars? They'll probably try and project some like some hologram up there of some naked girl pointing at the stars saying, hey, this is the way to McDonald's drive through. Um, some bullshit like that, you know, but fundamentally, you know, what's interesting is that, you know, you know, you can censor, you can try and censor not knowledge on the ground. You know, you can try and like you can take down information and take down podcasts, take down YouTube videos, which they clearly do. Um, you know, you can take down, you can burn Alexandra down. You know, the the as you, as you know, all the different books that got burned around the world. You can censor people, um, but one thing's for sure that you can't censor, you can't censor the word of God. You know, you can't censor the divine, uh, the divine principles that the universe emanates out. You know, you can't censor them. You know, even though they will try. 
eventually, you know, they find a way and they peek beyond the veil. And I believe that's what the stars are. You know, the stars are like consciousness peeking down beyond the veil, trying to uh, like poke their tentacles through to kind of wake humanity up to some degree to tell us to remember who we who we truly are. You know, and as you know, in the past, you know, the astrology was classed as the word of God. You know, like a lot of people said that astrology was the word of God. Um, and uh, I really don't think to get back to it again, you know, I really don't think, I know this, is, this triggers a lot of people, but I don't care anymore, you know, I'm in a position now where I'm just kind of allowing myself to uh, to take, allow the information to take us wherever it may, because a lot of people aren't willing to do that, you know, a lot of people aren't willing to allow this information to be open and just see where it goes, you know, people want to be, uh, have, want to be certain in their beliefs, you know. Um, but as you know, I'm never, I never, I never want to be like that. You know, I want to be always willing to to change and evolve. And I really don't think, you know, the stars and the planets are what we've been told. Uh, and I don't think, you know, physical astronauts can can go up there. You know, that's why we see all these fake images and stuff because you know they can't they can't get there. You know, because in the past, uh, they sp a lot of ancient cultures spoke about how uh, they used this term called Rishi, uh, and Rishi was a term um, for um, term for accomplished or enlightened person or uh, or enlightened master and in the past they spoke about how it was only the rishi who could actually uh qualify who, who was another name for qualified beings who could actually go to the moon who, who could go to the other planets um so i don't believe they can go there you know because they're they're more of a metaphysical nature you know um i don't believe that the 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 physical places in as in such and how we interpret them interpret them through our physical lenses they're more of a metaphysical nature and uh, i believe that you know the stars you know they are they do carry an essence of consciousness you know um you know the earth itself has a luminous body you know the stars are luminous bodies um you know even the ancients knew that these were not just physical bodies you know they spoke about how um how the earth and the planets they have a physical and a spiritual body you know all cultures of the past spoke about how everything that permeated through uh, our physical reality had a physical and a, and a spiritual body but we've kind of like as we've went more to this mechanistic approach of reality we've kind of stepped away from that understanding but when we do look up at the night sky and you fully observe it with a higher mind and you look up at it you know and you you have that openness to you you can see that it's a conscious being you know it's alive and everything above us is transcendental you know the ancients knew that the stars were turning around us and we were stationary you know and we are the center of it all and I think that's what it leads to a lot of the times, you know, that there is a, that we are the center of this ancient uh, uh, cosmological, um, astrological, whatever word you want to use it, clock, you know, and where we are the center of it all. And I think at times, you know, that's what they want to try and, they want to try and kind of like sever your connection from, you know, they want to make, they want to make you think that you're just spinning out there in space and infinity and you're not special, you know. Um, but I really do believe that the true, metaphysical meaning uh, of the stars it is kind of some form of of um if you want to use this word it's kind of a, a map to our way home you know um, a lot of um egyptian cultures spoke about the workings of of, of orion's belt you know they put great emphasis when it in particularly when it comes to the egyptians they were focusing a lot of their megalithic structures towards orion's belt and they gave a, a lot of great emphasis to it and they believed and spoke about how orion's belt was their way home and um and i and as you as you all know um uh to to truly to 
to truly kind of like know oneself and and truly kind of um to 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 gain this higher knowledge of the universe you know you have to you have to um, move through the different levels of the self uh, and ascend to to understand the deeper workings of of this realm and i think that's when a lot of when the word rishi comes into this is because i think the the ancients understood that to have this higher mind and understand and and connect to the night sky in this way you know you have to be at a certain level of mind you know you can't be of the lower mind to understand this this is why a lot of people uh, on planet earth now and i'm not saying this in a way to kind of put anyone down or degrade anyone because we've all had a fall of consciousness but a lot of people when you speak this language they can't even understand it you know they can't even see it because they've fallen so far that they that that parts of them haven't activated you know but more people's minds are starting to activate so that's why this knowledge is starting to to come um come you know more to the surface you know i really do believe that and uh, a lot of people like you, you hear a lot of people as well say things like you know if god was real then he would give us a sign you know but the stars are that sign you know like 50% of our entire existence is the stars you know but we're just not looking up you know or we block it out with um the illumination of the cities that we all live in you know you know the heavens are speaking to us every single night you know but we just cut ourselves off from it you know and i really feel like you know if if the the consciousness on the planet like the collective consciousness shifted in relationship to understanding what the stars were and they didn't just think that they were kind of a, a more of a mechanistic approach like just a rock and gas you know um and they could actually feel and connect to the divine forces and truly understand it that the, the divine forces that are in play and they would start to see that how we're living in the upside down world and this and it would start to flip but obviously that's what it's starting to do more you know and i think that's what when it comes to the luminaries you know the stars and the wandering luminaries and the planets i really feel like they are kind of um akin to a a complex uh mega clockwork mechanism if you want to use that word that allows different soul types to maybe kind of uh um incarnate incarn- incarnate into this place at different times you know depending on certain levels of karma maybe um things that we need to learn some kind of like celestial mirror you know what they said in the past as you know like as above so below and i really feel like you know these the the heavens above us that are mirrored with the the earthly surface as well um and and all the different wandering stars you know are kind of like inner archetypes to some degree or internal forces that influence uh, you know our own psyche and the collective cycle psyche and the heavens above as the ancients stated many times you know are a evolving blueprint which has a deep language that is interwoven with the language of our soul and i know that's really deep stuff you know but i think you've got to you've got to be humble you know to kind of see it in this way you know uh, and i think th- when you really do tap into this information and you start seeing it for this kind of like this this kind of divine clock that that's above our heads at all times that's informing our life informing our reality you know this this system is kind of revealing for your own inner tendencies you know and you start understanding how energy is transmuting through your own physical human avatar and how you came to be and where you're going and how you interact with your environment and i really feel like you know the luminaries uh you know like i said before are some kind of um soul clock you know that are feeding us down energy at all different times you know we have the birth cycles the death cycles 
You know, they're all, from an astrological perspective, they're all informing these different aspects of reality and they're all feeding down this information into reality, you know, and it's clear to me that they are trying to dis- dis- disrupt this kind of connection, you know, they are trying to, someone is trying to cut us off from this uh, etheric energy and this connection, you know, but even, uh, even for example, like the luminaries, you know, the configure the, the, the uh, at the configuration at your moment of birth, for example, uh, it's a, as you all know, it's a powerful uh, indicator of your um, earthly motivations, your drives, your strengths, your traits, your preferences, uh, your whole psychological and spiritual and uh, emotional makeup, you know, we all know that the astrological implications of this place, you know, it doesn't seal your fate, but it does kind of like highlight and show uh, the potential that you were born with, you know, and it highlights this kind of um, pivotal point in our own personal lives, but also on a collective level, you know, you know, and I, and I really do feel that maybe the stars, the luminaries, you know, they play a huge role in, 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 in awakening, you know, like, for example, you've got to look into the work of the, if anyone's looked into the work of the yoga cycles, I don't know if anyone's looked into the work of how the yoga cycles um, affect human consciousness and we go through the different ages, uh, the 24,000 year cycles where humans go through a, a stage of consciousness where we, we forget and remember again. So we know that, you know, the luminaries play a huge role in, a, in, a, in awakening too, you know. And we know on a personal level, like I said before, the stars are running our life, you know. Um, and I think the more that we move in tune with them and the more that we move in harmony, more that harmony can be created. Um, and I think it's very interesting how, how like, astrology affects how people interact with reality, you know. We don't kind of, like, we don't really uh, analyse, like, how our astrological implications that have, that are interwoven within who we are as people affect how we operate in life, you know? Like, just to give a, a personal perspective um, on this, like, um, you know, Laura is a Pisces and I'm astrologically an Aries. Um, it's interesting in relationship to how, from a personal perspective, how the Aries and the Pisces uh, take on different forms of energy, you know, how they interact with reality. Like, you know, my energy is more outward fo- focus and Laura's is more inward you know, because I'm a fire symbol, she's a water symbol. Um, also, the Pisces takes on energy in a different way, you know, like kind of, for example, when you when we're interacting with life, you know, we're always kind of taking on people's energies. You know, you've just got to walk past someone and you're taking on people's energies. Like we're always entering each other's auric fields. Uh, and as we do that, we know we take on and transmit energies at all times. You know, we're taking on certain parts of people and we're also passing over parts of other people. But at times in in physical reality, in the matrix, as you know, sometimes, you know, this can be quite dense, you know, and it can be quite a lot to take into your physical form. And you have to kind of like have ways to kind of nurture yourself and expel this energy. But what we've noticed from our own personal perspectives of me and Laura, of how like uh, Laura seems to take energy on in a different way, you know, like when, when energy is kind of passed over to her uh, in different shapes and forms, um, she kind of, it has a, it's like a more of a kind of a longer process for her to get rid of the energy. And there's obviously benefits to that too. But for me, because I'm like a, um, an Aries and I'm an energy, energy a fire symbol, uh, I've noticed within my body, you know, once something enters into me, it wants to be out straight away. Because that's the nature of the Aries, you know, that's the kind of the masculine force of the Aries. Um, you know, it's a very like kind of, it's, I don't know what the word I'm going to use, but you know, you understand what I mean, you know. Um, so it's interesting how different people astrologically interact with reality. And even from a more kind of like, um, 
more of a like a specific um personal astrological perspective or or uh, you know our own personal astrological houses you know are the framework for our nature our nurture uh, our energy how we hold ourselves how we operate um you know we all have our own uniqueness astrologically you know um and you know we're all affected in different ways um at different times when the astrological clock moves you know uh, that's like common knowledge we all know that like when certain uh when certain um when the heavens move in certain ways you know like it affects how we interact with reality you know and and i think what we're going to start to see more in the future uh, is this knowledge is going to start to come more to the surface and we're going to see how these cycles like like they used to in the past how these to how this should be informing our life life and how we should be moving more in tune with these cycles you know growing foods at certain times you know when we have children even for example when we cut our hair you know when we have sex when we fast or cleanse you know like a lot of there's a lot of knowledge speaking about how it's good to do a fast or a cleanse a few days prior to a new moon which is really interesting so i think we need to start like kind of analyzing reality from this deeper perspective you know and understand how to interpret interpret these you know these these great architects and minds of the past who embedded all this deep knowledge like for example you know and i know there's a lot of uh, I, I promised you there's a lot of gravy drops in this one um, and i know i can feel it coming through there's a lot of stuff here um so you might want to pause it and go back to some of this stuff but um even like a lot of the um even for example if you look at uh, michelangelo if you look at a lot of his architecture you know uh, in a lot of his um buildings that he created when he did the artwork inside of the buildings there's a all his artwork is always about the, the deepest symbiology behind the mirroring of the heavens you know we put great emphasis on the astrological nature of the universe you know if you type in michelangelo and look at his artwork he's always mirroring the heavens above you know and some of the greatest artists in the world always do this you know they embed deeper knowledge so that when you're ready you can see it you know leonardo da vinci you know the the one of the most famous paintings of all time you know the astrological um embedded the astrological nature of reality into in his work you know um in with the last with the last supper which is really interesting so if anyone hasn't seen the astrological painting which is the last supper which is the most famous painting in human in in human evolution where basically uh leonardo da vinci Vin, vinci um basically replicates the last supper from an astrological nature so if you haven't seen it um check it out you know it's worth checking out because at the top of the table you can see the aries is at the top of the table you know because he's the start of the astrological cycle um you've got gemini um with the um with the hands of duality you know you've got the the guy who's holding the knife because he's the crab you know because he's cancer you've got leo who's on the table you know he's the lion you know he's the boss you've got the virgo who's the the only female in the last supper because she's the feminine you know our hands are, are together in the mutual sign um you know you've got the libra uh, holding its hands out with with the balance and scales and then towards the the far end of the table you've got the pisces holding its hands like a fish you know because all this um knowledge is in is in plain sight you know um and also as well i wanted to speak about a, a personal experience i've had as well in relationship to this i wanted to speak about a personal experience i've had in relationship to seeing the grid 
uh, because I had an experience once where, and and I will I will admit that this experience was on psychedelics, um, and I I t- took had a mushroom ceremony. But as you know, sometimes by taking psychedelics, it can kind of peak us. It can peak the monkey brain beyond the veil, you know, and you can kind of access sometimes these high dimensions where sometimes through our physical form at certain stages isn't accessible. But now I know that these stages are always accessible, but psychedelics is just kind of a a way to to get there instantaneously because it does do that. It nudges you over the boundary of your own kind of perception. You know, it opens up the doors of perception, as Aldous Huxley used to talk about, because it really does do that. So you get to see things that are beyond the veil. And I had this experience where... um, where I took mushrooms and I was looking up at the the grid and I've seen the grid a few times now without psychedelics too. Um, But I looked up at the night sky and I could see this kind of interconnectedness um, that was all around us that the, you know, that that the ancient cultures of the past, you know, referred to as the cosmic grid, you know, that's the the cosmic grid that they were connecting all their different layer lines around the world to. Uh, And they, they knew it was a fundamental part of this human existence, you know, that, to keep to maintain consciousness and keep consciousness a certain way um you could act upon these ethereal energies and use and harvest energy in a certain way and there is a grid around us you know like you just have to have the eyes to see and like i say when i seen it you know i just once you once you see something you can't unsee it and the only way i could describe it was like little portals of heaven were kind of like coming through and they were all like interconnected but it wasn't it wasn't just the fact that they were like kind of connected above they were connected to the ground below they were connected to me they were connected to everyone around us um which i thought was really beautiful so also as well something i wanted to mention if anyone's looked into the axis mundi which is really interesting uh the axis mundi is a really interesting um perspective when it comes to looking at the luminaries and looking at the stars um but the model of the axis mundi if you research into that it shows us that everything um that is above us illuminates from within us and it talks about how and it speaks directly to how our own energy centers is our own axis mundi which interacts with the axis mundi of the planet um with of the realm not the planet of the realm um but um and i really feel like you know our as our you know our internal light um goes through us our own internal light goes through us as it gets stronger and it affects the stars above and vice versa and i think when we are seeing the luminaries you know i really do believe that we are looking at the perimeter of our own soul and um just to kind of speak to this in in a, a bit a bit deeper and why i believe that when we are looking at the night sky they they are to do with our own personal relationship and the level of soul that we're at determines how we see the night sky and how much light comes through and how and how um, how the um how we observe them for example um quite a few weeks ago and not even in relationship to this laura was speaking about how um we were speaking about doing the work and how when you start doing the work you like illuminate certain aspects with inside yourself and laura said um that when you um when you get closer to to the light it illuminates the dark spots so I kind of switched that upon itself and asked, and, uh, and I said, you know, the closer that we move to our darkness, we illuminate our light spots. So the closer that we move to the darkness, we illuminate our light spots. So as you work on your own soul, you know, the luminaries become brighter, you know. So 
when you, when you're seeing when you're looking out at the night sky which is mind blown and when you really create this when you make this relationship with your soul and it really hits you in certain parts you really get to understand that why is it why is it that people see different realities but when you see the luminaries you know you're actually looking at the parameter of your own soul so when you're looking at the stars you're seeing your own soul in the stars and that's how mind blown this is and the only way i can describe this is um to try and break it down from a more physical perspective. For example, has anyone tried watching a 3D film without wearing 3D glasses? You know, you can't see it, you know, and that's the difference between being able to see the stars in different ways. It's like putting on a pair of 3D glasses and being able to watch the movie in a completely different way, you know. And the strange thing, there's actually a science of this from a physical perspective to bring that in because there are people like the physical perspective as well because um, some people's minds work in different ways, you know, and they need the physicality of things. But there's a strange, um, there's a um, there's a, a scientific study of called photonics, which is basically the study of light. Or to be more specific, it's kind of the the study of of light waves. Um, and what are light waves? Luminaries. What are light waves? Stars. You know, what are we? Stars as well. Um, but it's basically photonics is the physical science of the study of uh, light waves. And what's interesting in relationship to this, um. Anthony Peak, who I've spoke to a few times on the podcast now, has an interesting perspective on this. And um, he speaks about uh, this thing called the inner light. And, you know, when we, like, have um, a lot of... What's interesting to me is that, you know, like, a lot of people speak about how when, you know, when from the scientific perspective of light, you know, how we perceive reality. So, for example, um, we all know that, you know, how how we... So, basically, in in, in relationship to... The perspective of light how you know how we perceive reality by how the light enters into our body you know the light hits our eye it's upside down you know the body has to render it you know the electrical signals travel all the way from the retina you know the brain turns the signals into images and it's only through that process that our brain interpret interprets via that light uh, our perception of reality you know and what you see is not really out there it's only through our own kind of it's in that it's only through our own inner kind of mechanisms and our own um mechanism that we kind of that creates an interpretation of reality but what's interesting is like anthony peak has this other perspective because we can all speak about that scientific perspective of how light enters into us and how we see physical form and how we operate through reality but what happens where's the inner light coming from when we have an astral projection when we dream when we meditate when we have a metaphysical experience there must be an inner light you know so there must be a sort of an inner light that creates that dimension you know so what is that inner light and a lot of people don't analyze and ask that question you know uh, and it's also like so so what i'm trying to basically say is like and to give another example like to take this another way like we all know that how people can see different frequencies how people interact with reality in different ways people can see things in other ways that others can't like for example you take for example like artists around the world artists can can tell when something is fake when a piece of art is fake you know people have trained themselves in certain ways to see fakery you know we've all done that you know there's many examples of this throughout history so the fact is is our internal what i'm trying to say is, is that our internal worlds from a physical and a metaphysical perspective affect you know affect um reality um and i think that's just to try and what i'm trying to do here is i'm trying to show like how i'm trying to make a physical representation through using language of how our inner worlds affect our outer world 
through our waking life. So if that's the case, it must be also the same that we can do that through the dream state, through the psychedelic state, and also when looking at the night sky, you know. And I really do feel that, you know, the stars are, like I said before, you know, they are a, um, <clears throat> a collective and an individual astrological clock um, of our own soul and the collective, you know. So when we do look at the stars, you know, it's basically, I feel like it's given you a map and shown you know how your own energy in um your own inner energy interacts with the material world you know it's like the quote what jesus says you know jesus says you're not in this world but you're not of this world you know like jesus said you're in this world but you're not of this world you know and in the bible speaks about that too you know he speaks about how the stars were given to us for a form of direction you know a sign from the gods you know and i really feel like you know god is sig signaling to us every single day and the, st the stars are that, you know. And I think when you are connected to the creator or the universe, whatever you want to call it, whatever word you want to call it, you know, you, you can have a different relationship to the luminaries. You know, you can have a, a different experience of reality when you connect and see them. And I think there's something to the, to do with the stars uh, that have really have to do with our own relationship, you know, and, and, and depending on what level of mind we are at in our own journey. And you know, I'm sure we can all relate to that. You know, you've probably all had experiences where you can see things that other people can't, or you've had experiences with the stars and see things where others can't. You know, um, you know, experiment, experiment with it in your own life. You know, like, uh, you know, hold, go out, do an experiment, for example. You know, go out, go out to the night sky, and hold reverence uh, for certain parts of yourself. Um, and put your attention on the night sky and see what happens, you know, like do your own experiments. You know, I know I've had loads of experiments where I've seen things in the night sky and I've said to people, did you see that? And they didn't even see it. Or I've been with groups of people when the energy's been at a certain perspective and we've collectively seen things that we can't explain, you know, because there is a metaphysical clock up there that is interacting with aspects of your soul, you know, and it's interesting as um, just to add another piece of information, there's a guy uh, in, um, Costa Rica who's doing some interesting experiments where he's basically um doing work with frequencies and he's basically um sending out frequencies and radio waves and uh, to the planets and calling upon the planets and sending out um certain frequ frequencies and um and positive messages and calling upon calling upon the planets <clears throat> because a lot of cultures in the past spoke about how you could call upon the planets a lot of people like in Indian uh, cultures do mantras and stuff where they kind of do uh, mantras where they kind of call upon the planet, which is interesting. So you can check out that work as well. But there's a guy who's doing some interesting stuff where he's actually like sending frequencies out there. But you know what I wanted to say as well, just to add, you know, I think when it comes to like, you know, all these different cultures around the world, whether it's the Tartarians, whether it's the Egyptians, whether it's the Denisovians, whether it's the Mayans, whatever word you, whatever culture, you know, like we can name so many of them, you know, they were building, what I believe is that they were building these structures in relationship to the heavens above. You know, they knew that the the deep uh, symbiology and the interwovenness of how the worlds above us affect the worlds below, you know, how the physical informs the metaphysical, how the metaphysical governs the physical, you know, they knew what is above, so below, that's why we, that's why we hear that, that word in all the time, you know, what is above, so below, you know, because they knew that the metaphysical world 
governs the physical, you know, and the physical informs the metaphysical, you know, and I think, I really feel like that they were working with this, you know, they were working with this internal clock, with these ethereal energies, you know, that, that they knew that govern us, and they were using it to in, interact with and inform their realities, and I think, you know, the, the, I think as well, like, you know, the, what I, what I find sometimes as well is like when it comes to kind of this information and why like kind of why our senses can't take this in because a lot of our lives, um, a lot of our information in our lives is being condensed just down to matter. And what I mean by that is, is like, for example, there's a famous story about like a, um, how like how when a child was a child was first born, you know, that child was in his cot and um, a bird flies into the room. And um, that bird, the, the child's like in awe of the bird, you know, it's seen the bird for the first time, the bird's flapping its waves, you know, this beautiful like megalithic creatures come in, the child's in awe, he doesn't know what it is, he's seen all the colours, the sounds, he's got no like contextual understanding of what that is, you know, however then the parent goes, that's a, just a bird, it's just a bird, and what that does is, you know, it condenses reality down to just a word. But that's not just a bird, you know. There's there's multiple nuances to what that bird is, you know. It's not just a bird, you know. There's so much attached to what a bird is, and um, and I find that's what we kind of do you know, a lot of the time. Is, you know, we're condensing, uh, we we're con condensing down reality to a singular form, um, you know, like we just say like, you know, that's Mars, that's gas and rock, you know. And that is played out like a frequency across the whole entire universe. You know, it's played out every single day, you know, that that's Mars, that's a planet. We're still looking for life, we can't find it, you know. It's like this frequency's played out, you know. But what happens is when you don't just condense reality down to just a word and you keep your senses open, you know, you start uh, creating your own relationship to the stars, you know. You start seeing the divine order of this place in a complete different way you start creating your own personal relationship to god you know and you know we all know that we see different frequencies you know and i think as you develop your, your own consciousness you start seeing reality in a different way you know um and it's interesting in my own life i've been playing with this so much you know i've been playing with the essence of like of 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 remaining and keeping in that higher mind as much as i can you know like keeping in that like kind of not condensing certain experiences down to to a word or or or, or, or condensing reality down to a certain scientific exp, um putting scientific language on something or putting a scientific exp, um ex, exp, um what's the word I'm looking for putting like a scientific um meaning to something you know like keeping my senses open to it might be something more i don't know what it is you know not not being solid in my beliefs not not thinking that i know what something is you know, having like an openness with inside yourself, you know, it really, it, it really does something to you, you know, when it, when it comes to like operating in reality, you know, I've been like really embodying this over the last couple of years, but especially over the last say five, six months, I've started kind of moving more into this space where like I observe reality in a way that's just, you know, I don't know what it is and, um, but really embodying it, you know, I've always been open-minded, but like I'm fully embodying it. And what I've started to notice in that is I've started to like reality is being is 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 moving in a completely different way than it used to you know i'm starting to see beyond the veil um i'm feeling things like 30 seconds before they even happen synchronicities are syncing up like you know things are 
things the, the veil between the metaphysical and the physical is no longer no longer remains when you step over this line with inside yourself you know they always say once you wake up there's no going back it's the same thing you know and even with that said i'm still already still aware of the blocks that are within me you know i can still see and feel the parameters that there's more to be tapped into you know it's like um it's and obviously i'll i'll probably be able to activate this and get to this once like and understand it even more once i start continue to keep working on myself you know because i know that's the key the more you work on yourself the more you work on your emotions you know you get access to this higher mind you know because you have the right to do so um it's interesting i remember like robert Bevald, he spoke about years ago he said if you want to understand you want to understand the work of the ancients you know you have to access that higher mind and it's only now in my life that i've really started to kind of truly like walk that and and uh, and understand that that came down from the heavens as well <laughs> that was funny um that was maybe a sign from spirit um the toilet roll just uh some toilet roll just came from the ceiling <laughs> that was funny i was using that to cover up the light um it wasn't um a cum tissue i promise <laughs> it wasn't a masturbation tissue uh, I wasn't masturbating over the ancients, I promise. It's a, uh, it's not a cum tissue. I was using it to block out the light because the light was affecting the camera. Um, that's funny. But um, I can't remember what I was saying now. But yeah, I was talking about like Robert Pavelde, um, and how you need to form, how you, how you, to to understand this like deeper information and be able to kind of tap into the true divine order of the the astrological uh, nature of the of the planet. You know, you have to start forming a relationship with your own inner self to access the divine information. And I think, you know, to get to this to get to this level of understanding, you have to live it, you know, you have to walk it. You know, the metaphysical has to become a part of your everyday life. You know, it's not just something that you that you go to do, you know, it becomes a part of your entire existence. And I think and you know, once you do see the divine nature of this place, you can't unsee it. And I really do believe that. So I'm going to start answering some questions now. I'm going to start diving in. Hopefully the chat's working. I really can't see the chat that well. I don't know what's going on. But I can't see the chat that well. But luckily anyway, I've got a few questions that some people's already sent in to us. Um, so I'm going to... Some questions that's already come through until I can fix the chat. Um, but um, one of the questions that came forward was that was the question of like how was how is astro how is astrology created and um you know i think you know astrology has always been here you know like 75 percent of our of our uh, consciousness is is not even with us now you know um and i believe that astro ast astrology and the astrological nature of reality you know it wasn't created you know we just already knew it um, I think in the in, you know in the golden age, which I really do believe, you know, we had uh, we had more access to our consciousness, and I feel that's like why it's starting to come more forward now in in reality because more people's got getting more access to their consciousness, you know, more access to the parameters of the soul, so they get be able to access more of that percentage of the consciousness that that um, that was with the ancients in the past in the golden age, you know, and I think as we spiritually evolve, we can do more, you know, we can access more. Uh, which is evident to see and i really believe as we go through them different cycles of the ages you know them uh, the different golden ages you know we we have access to them to them to them worlds you know 
Uh, and another question, obviously, like is like, you know, how did these people in the past, you know, how did they know? How did they they know the sky clock? You know, um, because at the time, at the at the time of the 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 past, you know, they 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 were of a higher vibration. If you want to use that word, I don't really like that word, you know, but like, you know, they were they were of a higher mind. If you want to use that instead, in the golden age, and they were able to detect this, you know, because I think as you step through this, I think. We all know that, like, to see things, it, like I said before, again, to read later on that, to see things, it's not just a physical process, you know, it's a metaphysical unraveling of who you are, and that affects your reality. And just to add something mind-blowing as well, something I've thought about, you know, like, you know, there will be other illuminaries that, to prove this as well, you know, there's going to be other illuminaries that that will be able to detect in the future, you know. You're going to get more people talking about new illuminaries that come in that we can start peeking through the veil that we can start seeing which is mind-blown and as more people start waking up you know more luminaries are going to start able to we're going to be able to detect different luminaries in the future you know and it's interesting like when i was speaking before about how it's interesting because like from a like a spiritual perspective when you start evolving yourself you know as you start moving closer to god you know your senses start getting better you know like your physical traits start getting better like um the you know as you kind of like as you start moving closer to, towards god you know um your eyesight gets better you know there's like stories of people who have worked on themselves just emotionally to a certain level because everything's emotional you know so as you start working on yourself emotional so there's people who worked on themselves who needed glasses but now they don't need glass to wear glasses because they've worked on themselves emotionally <coughs> you can live longer as well you know that's what the 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 theory is like um divine truth you know jesus talks about that where he says about people people live longer when you get close to god people can people live longer you know because one of the big causes of sickness is and death is emotions um so you can live longer and there's i remember there's a famous story i came across years ago talking about how um some ancient cultures in the past spoke about in the scriptures how they could see the, see the mountains mountains that's what they said they see, could see the mountains on the moon and they could see further and see planets like in greater form through their physical eyes um so that's that's another interesting thing as well uh, but who knows what's going to go down in this realm um also someone else asked the question like how drive you how drive you um what's my perspective in view and of the of this plane of existence um so my view of my view of reality obviously it, it always changes um in, especially in relationship to the stars you know i, I believe that you know the stars are 100 percent going around us i believe that we're on a stationary plane 100 percent believe that uh, i believe that this place is interwoven with like i said before it has an astrological nature to it which is informing and governing our reality but we also have our inner worlds that also affect and govern the, the both worlds simultaneously you know like our inner our inner worlds form the outer worlds the astrological worlds inform our inner worlds and there's this relationship going on that we're in this place that has a lot more of a divine essence and a lot more of a divine order than we've ever been led to believe you know and um this place is magical truly you know like things are turning up for us in our lives like the law of attractions turning up people for us to learn lessons uh, synchronicities line up deja vus the dreamscape you know i believe that this world is this reality is, is a much more of a divine order 
than we've ever imagined. And I think if we start to, and I think that's one of the reasons why they deflect you from that, you know, like if they, if you, if they, if they deflect you from that knowledge, you know, like, and if you have truly have that internal knowledge of what this place is, do you think you're going to go along with the bullshit? You know, do you think you're going to accept the reality and the matrix system that they want you to operate in? Of course you're not, you know, um, you're going to, we're all Kings and Queens, you know, um, and once you activate that that God mode that in the in the computer game, you know you take over, you know and they don't want you don't they don't want us taking over, you know. Uh, they want to they want to keep control of the of the board game, you know. Uh, true, they really do, you know. Uh, another question as well, like someone said, uh, did do the luminaries affect us more, or just sorry, do the luminaries affect us more, or or affect them? So I think it's I think it's the same. I think it's it's similar because um you know the luminaries affect us um exactly the same way as we affect them you know because we have our own internal light which I said before is is, is a, which affects the luminaries um just like the so that we inform that we affect and change the luminaries as consciousness changes as we as we all kind of become our own light you know we affect the luminaries above just like the luminaries affect us too. So I think it's this this kind of this um it's this balancing act you know like we the both inform each other's worlds like i said before what is above so below um it's interesting as well i don't know if anyone's like looked at the human eye which is interesting like if you look for example like look at the human eye it looks like a firmament which is really interesting like i've been observing that lately um i don't know if anyone's ever seen like the there's a, like there's an amazing picture of like a, a cartoon character of the past where like a guy's like sitting behind an eye with like a telescope looking out of the eye uh, kind of feel like in some way like there's, there's always like things in plain sight trying to tell us something you know that we're in something a lot different than we've been told um, and maybe we are in that uh, that firmament you know because the, the human eye does look like a firmament to some degree if you ever like get a chance to observe and look at your own eye there is also a famous metaphysical teaching that says we've never ever seen the true origin of our own eyes which is interesting like one thing we can't see the true nature of our own eyes because we can't really look at them because you're looking out at them <laughs> that's a, a metaphysical um met metaphysical one and also as well just th just to add something different as well um when i was speaking before about when i first started talking uh, about this uh, stuff uh, to start off uh, i quickly briefly touched on um how i believe that one of the other like i said before i know it's more of a i've just painted a picture in this whole conversation about the more metaphysical nature of the stars but from more of like an observable, observable perspective and something that's come to my mind, and I've spoke about this a few times, when you analyze the stars and you, you view them through a Sony uh, Nikon 900, sometimes it looks like the, the more kind of like the moving or pulsating in kind of like some kind of like water, if that makes sense. So I don't know if anyone's had any of them thoughts where when you do some observation, observations, it seems like they, they are kind of maybe the stars are possibly in water or something you know like they said the water is above um but even like for example when um when nasa sends rockets up to space and stuff which is really interesting um it seems like the rockets themselves are kind of like pushing through water you know um like if you see for example if you if you take a perspective where you look at um a speedboat where a speedboat uh, moves through water the water kind of leaves trails behind it when um when a lot of things are sent up into space supposedly i don't believe they're going there but um when they're sent up it seems like they're pushing through some kind of pushing through the firmament or pushing through the pushing through water so i definitely recommend checking out videos on that there's also a guy 
um, called, um, you should research a guy called um, Mike DeGru. Um, and this video has been censored and took down years ago, but he had a, um, an interest in a similar effect under the ocean. Um, he was working for, so Mike DeGru was a guy who worked for Discovery, for the Discovery Channel. And uh, he was uh, doing, um, he was in a submarine underneath the water doing um, work on on life on the planet, doing uh, working for Discovery. And he had this interesting um, experience where he encountered a water that had a different density. And if you type his name in, like Mike, De- Mike DeGru, you can actually hear his interview about this. And it's been tucked down if you can find it. And he said that the submarine couldn't penetrate the water and it sent ripples back. So it seems like that's, from a physical perspective, that's a similar essence of kind of what we're experiencing, you know, when, um, when you know, when people are, um, when they're sending rockets up there at the stars, you know. Uh, someone said in the comments as well, I've got the comments up now, um, someone said uh, the stars are like, this is a really good observation, Someone said the stars are like cymatic, uh, kind of cymatics. The stars are like cymatics, passing a frequency value to a complex form patterns. Yeah, that's a really good observation. They really are, like they are, really are like cymatics. That's why when I said before about that guy who was doing the experiments where he was sending frequencies to the stars, I wonder how. I wonder if that could ever affect like the, the, the cymatics in relationship to that could affect how the stars pulsate and how they move because it is like they are operating through a form of cymatics i don't know if anyone's looked into typed in like the studies on cymatics and how like um how uh, f- how frequency can affect physical reality how it can affect the structure the molecular structure of water um how it can uh, affect the molecules within things so you know it is that's an interesting observation uh, there is like a lot of research talking about how there is a harmonics to the universe uh, there's a guy called uh, Alexander Tanus um, who does some interesting studies on um, on how um, certain constellations actually have a sound to them, you know, um, uh, and how certain planets, if that's the right word, or luminaries, whatever word you want to put on it, how have, have they, how they emanate a certain frequency when they analyze it, you know, through doing through different methods, which I think is really which I think is really interesting. Um, Someone may have said, whenever I look at the stars, I get a deep sense that they're looking back and noticing me as well. Yeah, for true, for sure. And like I said before, you know, like um, do some do some experiments on that. You know, like kind of like um, like open yourself up in that way that when you observe the stars, you know, like allow that relationship to be formed. You know, like um, allow your consciousness to interact with them. You know, don't like close yourself down and shut down. Don't allow the program to come in because the program sometimes comes in. You know, like it's so hard to kind of like. Say, for example, I go on a hike or something and I, or I go to a really uh, place where there's a lot of uh, low light pollution because it's very hard to find places in the world where there's a lot of, where there's no light pollution now. But there is places you can go. And when I'm like observing the night sky, I really try to kind of like push aside that conditioning, you know, and that programming because it's so hard to do it. Sometimes it like you feel like involved in your senses, like, like this is this, this is that. Because it's like if it's been pumped out, you know, for our entire existence. So the more we move away from it, and the more we create our own personal relationship with it, you know, you don't need anyone else to tell you what the, what the what it is, you know, or what's going on up there. And I think that's the beautiful thing, you know, if the, you know if if there is a creator of this place, which I do believe, I believe there's a divine order of this place, then 
that would be the most loving thing to do it would be to create a, a way that human beings can connect at all times to the creator you know and it's it's above our heads at all times you know it really is 50 percent of our existence is the stars above our heads you know it's not a coincidence you know but they don't want you looking up they want you looking down um you know but just make it an effort in your own life to 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 go out and, and do do your own experiments you know and i think what this information does as well you know it does something to you like it it really activates a different type of human you know where you can kind of like you're in control like your your connection to the reality is your own connection it's not what nasa's telling you know they're not like telling you what reality is you have your own connection to it you know um titanic said um it's hard to put on two words that which can be known but conceptualized appreciate your efforts yeah it is it is hard like that's one thing that i really struggle with a lot of times as i'm developing my higher mind sometimes it's like i wish i could just kind of communicate with you all like telepathically which probably is in the future we'll be able to i'll just put that feeling in you i'll put the kind of the vision of what i'm trying to truly ex ex uh, express but it's kind of really hard to do that sometimes because la language is limiting you know like i said before it's the, like the example of the bird when the bird comes in the child's room and the mother just says it's a bird and it just kind of like it, it singles everything down in this in uh, um the matter you know it like uh it kind of condenses reality down into a single form um, but when you kind of like when you when you don't have to use language it's more expressive you know like when you have a psychedelic experience like how do you even put that in words when you like have a metaphysical experience how do you put it in words you can't you can't you know so it sometimes it's hard to express things in words and i'm not i'm not very good with words i've trained myself a lot over the years to be able to speak better uh, and talk better but um my mind my brain works in pictures you know it works in very different ways um and people's minds just work in different ways you know like i have a form of disc i can't even say the word because my mind works in different ways but i have a form of dyslexia i can't even see it imagine like creating a word for people who can't even see the word <laughs> now if that's not shocking i don't know what is <laughs> but anyway i can't even say the word but that's what I, I have a form of that but it you know what what that gives me it gives me unique gifts in other ways my mind works in different ways you know because we all have our own unique signature and and that you know that own unique signature comes through within the astrological workings you know that's kind of mirrored through the astrological nature of this place you know that we all have our own unique signatures we all have our own nurture and we all have our own energies to, that we operate through and with um and it makes us who we are and that not what that's what makes reality beautiful you know but like we live in a world that tells you to kind of it takes you away from them aspects you know like with inside yourself it tells if you're more of a, a person who's more of a and more kind of a more um intuitive person they try and take you out with that mind if you're someone who's more kind of sensitive you know they want you in a stimulating world where your nervous system's on overdrive but the more you start taking your power back and start tuning to who you truly are in honoring who you truly are and loving who you are um you know you start operating reality in a much more relaxed and much more smoother way which accentuates your abilities because we all have different amazing abilities you know in different ways and you can see things everyone can see things that others can't i really truly truly believe that um cap rabbit said may i ask you what you think the black hole at the center of our center of our galaxy um i don't know i don't know if there's a black hole at the center of the gravity i've never i've never heard that i've heard nasa speak about black holes but what are black holes really it could be anything they say anything you know nasa say things are things all the time but it doesn't mean nothing uh, i know they're not getting out there i know that they can't observe them when they are observing them all is seen as a luminous bodies 
You know, they say that they're observing planets. They come back, they make little pictures, they put them through the generated system, which they say is a computer-generated system, and they say, oh, it's a planet. You know, we've got a Mars rover on Mars. But have they really, you know, like... Because when, when you observe them truly, you observe the heavens, you know, they don't look like what they're telling us, you know. But you have to do your own research on that, you know. Um, CJ said, I was going CJ. CJ said, last night I was in Crummock. That's cool. Yeah, the Lake District. Um, Crummock, I think, is in the Lake District, I think, isn't it? But um, I've been, I love the Lake District. That's I know we've been there before as well together, but... um. It's the Lake District's really awesome place to to not be to be able to see the stars in full high definition, you know, to be able to see the stars with our three D, three D goggles on, you know. Uh, someone said there's an incredible TV commercial where people put where people in a balloon fly so high they break free of the lens of a gigantic eye. And once they break free, they hit the water. Subliminal. That's mad. Yes, like they're always putting things in plain sight, aren't they, you know? What's interesting to me is I don't know if anyone's seen like pictures of kind of like, um, you know, like of the Earth's atmosphere. You know, when people kind of like take up um, like balloons with cameras on or they take up like drones to a certain height. And you can see kind of that atmosphere density that's on the Earth's surface, which is really interesting to me. You know, like is that the Earth's aura, you know? Because when we look at other planets, we observe... Like I'm not well, maybe the planets is not the right word. Maybe when we observe planets or the luminary bodies, they they do have like kind of like an aura to them, like an energetic signature. So maybe you know the the Earth realm has its own energetic signature too. You know, a hundred hundred percent believe that. All oh, right, CJ said, sorry men seeing the grid and the stars when we were in Chromic Brother. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I know that we've both seen the, uh, when we were on Mushrooms, we've both seen the, uh, the the grid, that's for sure. But yeah, that's that's what I was saying before about like seeing the grid, you know, like once you see it, you can't unsee it, you know, like you really can't. Uh, May have said something really cool. May have said language is just an art. Yeah, I love that. Yeah, it is for sure. It is an art as well. Um, Definitely. It's one. It's an art that I'm trying to. Um, I'm trying to learn. You know, I'm trying to kind of like uh, try to um, to form and, and, and understand. You know, and Frog said. Frog March said we're still in an illusion. Yeah, many of us are in an illusion. That's for sure. But more, many of us are starting to come out of that illusion. You know, uh, that's the interesting thing. You know, like um, also as well, like people, you know, want to do. People do want to like try and condense reality down and say that it's just an illusion you know like and i understand what you mean by saying that you know but you know reality isn't just reality isn't just an illusion you know like it isn't just an illusion because you're all you're condensing reality down to a word again you know like you're condensing reality down to a certain form that it's just an illusion but it's more than just an illusion we know that we are creating this reality for our senses and we know that this reality is being informed by a divine order but there's a lot more to it than just that you know um, and I think we can all feel it and, and know that, you know, like we're in physical form. So something is happening. Something is going on. Something is real. I can feel my consciousness is here right now. You know, I know what what I'm experiencing. I know what I'm feeling. So there's a lot more than just an illusion going on, you know. But I understand what you mean when you say that, you know. Um, it is it is an illusion to some degree, you know. The matrix is definitely an illusion. That's for sure. But one day we're all going to find out what this is truly about, you know. Once we're, once we're Passover and we get a, a good spanking by the hands of judgment, 
um, we're all going to truly find out uh, what this, what the true metaphysical nature of this place is, you know, because we can, that's the, one of the things that we can all kind of like, we can all give our theories and speak about what the true nature of this place, which is brilliant, you know. Um, but truly, when we do cross over to that veil, we are going to truly find out what this place is, you know. It's um, it's interesting because in some shape or form, like, um, one one thing I, f- I kind of like felt in today was a lot of how a lot of this information has kind of been hidden from us. Um, but to some degree, it's kind of I'm glad and I'm grateful that it's kind of been hid from us, and there is people trying to kind of deflect us from this information because it makes the game even more interesting, you know. Like the human nature is that when something's hid from someone, you know, you 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 want it more, you know. Like uh, when the forbidden fruit, when you can't eat the forbidden fruit, you want to eat it in the Garden of Eden, you know. So it's kind of the similar game that the universe is playing with us to some degree, you know. It's using this archetypal energy of having like the darkness, hiding things from us and uh, wanting us and trying to take us into our lower nature. But at the same time, you know, there is parts within us that is calling upon to, to regain balance and restore um, your senses and restore your soul to a certain level. But along that way, you know, you can't, you don't, the path's not clear, you know, you've got to try and like climb over a few fences um, and, and stumble your way through it, you know, fall down a couple of rabbit holes and come back up again, um, change your mind, um, form a belief around something, then then forget, then remember again, you know, and that's the whole like cosmic nature of reality is that we're kind of like, I feel like we're collectively, we're like remembering and forgetting again because we're playing this collective game with ourselves, you know, is this like, beautiful sanskrit word called leela which means like the universe is playing a game with itself and i really do believe that the the universe is playing a game with itself and we're the center of that game you know and to some degree our own souls are playing a game with our own selves as well you know um but it's 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 all it's all part of this kind of this divine order to to find ourselves like to forget and find ourselves again you know which i, I really do believe that uh, anyway i'm gonna leave it there um I hope you liked that one. I dive super deep on that one. I told you that I would have been um that there was gonna be some deep metaphysical gravy. Um so I hope the gravy didn't spill too deep and I hope um you had a, a cup to catch it so you could drink it again. Um But anyway, uh, I love you all. I uh, hope you have a good night wherever you are in the world and uh keep seeking as always. Big love. Thanks so much for checking out that one. I promised it was a uh... It had a, a lot of uh, heavy gravy in that one for sure. Um, and if you can, as always, check out the one-off donation option and the Patreon page, Best Ways to Support the Podcast. And I also offer some one-on-one personal coaching. If this interests you on your journey, um, I'm more than hop- happy to offer my service to help you out. Uh, but anyway, just to play this podcast out, as I always do, I wanted to do something a little bit different, which I haven't done before. I wanted to play two songs at the end of this podcast. Uh, I'm just feeling in such a good mood. Uh, the ancients have really, uh, really excited us in this topic of the luminaries. Really does activate something within us and it puts us in a good mood. So just to play this one out, um, these are two songs that I was listening a lot in the build-up to doing this podcast to get myself in the right frame of mood. Um, but the first song is, they're both songs are by the artists who I really love and I've had on the podcast, Technique and Wisdom, in the past. Uh, but the first song is called The Age of Wonder and the second song is called Star Codes. Uh, so they're both well and truly fitting for this theme of this podcast and they share a lot of deep metaphysical knowledge uh, if you have the eyes to hear, you know. Eyes to hear? Have the <laughs> eyes to hear. 
Maybe we'll listen from our eyes. Maybe we'll be doing that in the future if we have our ears to hear. Uh, anyway, uh, allow these songs to uh, to swoop you over with divine knowledge. Uh, and wherever you're in the world, I hope you're having a good day, whatever you're doing, whether you're walking around, whether you're at work, whether whatever it is, if you're, whether, whatever it is you're up to when you do when you listen to podcasts. Um, I love you all. Another world, another time in the age of wonder. A thousand years ago, this land was green and good until the crystal cracked. For a single piece was lost, a shard of the crystal. Then strife began. The moon is shooting dark and unplanned. The dunkle void stays shot. For the star, the sun, the star, the funkle, the years and dark, my life, the sun. So yeah, it's only the dark, but dirt and my endless coma. My soul is shot for mystical sorrow and dystopian elegance. But the white and narrow dunkelheit forever. It's shining a layer, it's fucked. It's glowing the stars. It's bedusted the slaughter and dark, where no one can live.
in the science of my rhyming triplets When I'm writing lyrics, I'm inscribing them in hieroglyphics I fly with spirits and defy the limits I was blind to higher mind, but now I and I have the sight of mystics I'm predicted from times of old by my own cold Cause in 2012, tech excelled and my rhymes evolved Enlightened souls, arriving when the cycle shows Combined alliance in defiance till the lies exposed Find the righteous road, path of salvation Master builders past the skill to start the foundation And we grafting so hard that we groundbreaking Every bar of ours is classed a profound statement Our sounds changing, the dynamics with cymatics And mind magic when I align with the nine planets I might be guided by the white rabbits But blind panic strike masses when I'm reciting the time lapses I find balance holding out in meditation On holy ground till my soul is bound for elevation I hold it down for preparation Focus now, I show the crowds how I open crowns like trepanation Founding revelations heard in the first chapters When I rehearse, I surge a burst through the earth's chakras I'm returning to the surface when I've learned mantras Say the same words in my verses when reversed backwards My thoughts are sworn forces of action I'm a sorcerer exploring the cause and laws of attraction I brought a sorcerer at the source of extraction Abducting alien life forms in a war for expansion You're in a sanctum is a site for the sacredness Alive in the matrix is a psychic dictatorship And our minds are enslaved to it Inside those compounds Time froze when I broke the light cold lockdowns Cosmic shifts 